It's a food fight and the food's winning. Let's see what happens when we banana split the party this week on The Hapless Heroes. All right, do you want to disappoint the frog or shall I? another episode of the hapless heroes podcast i'm francesco and tonight i am your host and dm as we continue our adventure in time we have a wonderful cast of characters as always they are dave as zero is valen valen's avatar of war good evening john as lord Jarrell, champion of justice how did uh, boris go on without us phil as hedrick the entertainer I got the lunch lady blues. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Speaking of service, how do I get any service around here? Zach as Pregnart. Sloppy Joe, slap a sloppy Joe, yeah. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Oh, they'll catch up. And James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendo. Just the one friendo this time. You know who you are. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um, again, this is probably going to be a multi-part thing. So I feel like anyone jumping into this story arc halfway through is not going to know what the fuck's going on. So I'm going to only recap essentially what we happened last episode. Um, we are essentially, you guys have been you know exploring this tower, trying to piece together what happened. There was obviously an incident in the cafeteria on the 15th floor. Um, you garnered that it had something had happened with you know, maybe the student or the, the child of a faculty member, there was a, you know, something, some sort of accident at the finishing table because you learned about this whole process of how they produce, like it was mass produce food, um, for all the students and faculty and people who reside here in this tower. And now you guys are on a mission to maybe try to, you're still trying to gain information, right? I think zero kind of put it, put it, put the point home at the end of the last episode of just like, we want to try to, you, know, you guys want to try to use as much of the, of this go around, right? This first real official, like go at watching the events unfold to get as much information as possible so that you don't have to waste time doing it on a subsequent one. If that, that's the case here. Um, right now you guys are trying to find the infirmary. That was your next destination. You've, saw that there were two, one on the seventh floor and one on the 14th floor. The 14th floor also is coupled with the very more limited school of restoration, which is not necessarily one of the traditional dip- disciplines because rest, you know, restorative type spells and healing is more on the divine side of things. Um, but your key runes did not allow you to go there at this moment in time. However, Boris seemingly... We know it's because she stole a student's key rune. Y'all don't know why she happened to go there by herself. So now all of you are standing on the teleportation pads on, I believe you guys were on the 10th floor. And Boris has been transported elsewhere. We're going to open with the group 
that was not transported. Oh, why do you think we weren't allowed up there? How how could Boris be the only one that was allowed? <laughs> do do we uh, do we know she's been transported? Like we just yes, assume she, this? I mean, okay. she 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 appears to have done the same thing that countless other people have been doing in and out of this teleportation hub, um, where she just stood there, thought of somewhere, and she's gone. Just bloop. Mm-hmm. so I. I, I imagine that like we're still standing there and like other students are still walking in and teleporting everywhere that they want to go while we're kind of like looking at each other like why didn't we get to go? Yeah. Mm. In fact, you are asked to if you if 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 you have not decided on a destination or if you can't access somewhere to step off the pads and allow others to continue to move freely because the more that are currently occupied, the less are available for people to arrive mm-hmm. at. Right. Um instead of that, uh zero changes his mind to three. All of you are transported to the third floor, except for Boris, who is not here. So we're at the splash pad, (laughs) splash lagoon. Yes. Only we would expect us to come here. (laughs) I need to. They don't know us like we do. Nobody expects the hapless heroes. I need to properly think about what a f- like, and I'm going to probably need your help too to help me describe what we think this magical and educational splash lagoon would be like. And I'm going to let y'all ponder on that for a second. Maybe DM each other. Maybe just like write some ideas down. Because we're going to cut to Boris for a moment. Boris, hmm? you enter to a f- onto a floor in disarray. There are people being moved between rooms. There's, it's, it's almost like a, like a busy hospital wing, it feels like, up here. I guess if I were to liken the vibe to something. Um, you can see that there are teachers and students, you know, having been pulled out of classrooms and are all trying to aid in um, just triaging what's going on. And also there's, you know, and also dealing with prefects who are also here to gain information doing their do their own investigations right there's just a whole hubbub of shit happening here and now you're kind of sort of just caught up in the swing of it you can see that there's been there's another one of those magical chalkboards posted up in this teleportation hall itself that said you know floor closed um to you know to to guests at this time due to you know an emergency but you have a student's key room you don't know who that student was. You don't know what kind of student they were. You don't know anything about them. But you have someone else's thing. Um, and you enter onto this floor, and, I mean, like, it's... I think normally you'd probably still stick out a little bit because you're not dressed in, like, you know, like, the robes and, like, the things that, like, a typical student would be wearing right now. Right? You still kind of look like Boris, I believe. Huh? But because of the just absolute chaos that's happening right now, no one seems to be necessarily directly paying attention to you, but there are prefects everywhere, and I'm sure that one of them would take the time to be like, you don't belong here. So you know that you're going to probably have to stay out of sight and kind of blend in or find some way to blend in, or else um, you think, you, you know, I mean, you obviously don't belong here, and there are, there's obviously, like, a lot of official shit happening. So you're going to have hmm. to be very careful about, like... You're trespassing right now. So before doing anything else, Boris 
while she's still at the teleportation pads, waits for a moment, like off to the side, you know, kind of just like blending and whatever shadows happen to exist near there, hiding behind a plant or, you know, whatever's available. Um, there is a, okay, there's a distinct lack of objects to hide behind. There's mainly just a sea of people to potentially. So I just got to hide in the sea of people for a moment, yeah. waiting. And nobody else comes. So Boris quickly steps back on the teleportation pad and heads back to the 10th floor. 10th, 10th floor. And you nobody else there, is there. And nobody else is there. So Boris, as soon as she sees that everybody else is gone, uh, quickly, I guess, I'm trying to think of how her armor, because she's got like leather armor on, right? So like long, like her normal armor is like long sleeve leather. So she yeah, kind of like mean, probably with like straps and cloth and things like that. You know, what I mean, you have like you all your important like places are protected, right? But it's very. I mean, you're obviously able to move around in it very well because you use it. You know, when you're when you're working, right? Like yeah, I'm just like, would she be able to push up the sleeves on it in theory, or would she no, have to like you'd... take off the jacket? Take off the jacket or put something over it. Okay, no. So Boris takes off the jacket and like sticks it in a pocket. No, this is your jacket with like your. Is that does that include your many pocketed, like? I mean, it's the upper half of my of, up, the armor. of my armor, right? So I still have my pants sure. pockets. So for right? what it's worth, we'll say that. <laughs> I guess uh, I can't really put that in its own pocket, though. That's we'll like reduce. A... We'll reduce your AC by like like whatever your armor offers. It offers half now. Not that maybe necessarily matters, but I guess if it does come into question, you're wearing half your armor right now. Half That's my armor. Different. Okay. So I take that off and like pull out of one of my pants pockets a, a cloak of some, you know, just like a, one of the generic, like I've got like 18 different sweaters and things in my jacket that I've stolen already. So, or in my yeah, armor. Saying, so. you, have, you, you have pieces of Quinn's clothing. You have pieces of... Yeah, I don't, I don't go with Quinn's clothing. I go with something nondescript and just, you know, kind of like a general, like something that I've grabbed that looks generic. You don't have a disguise kit, do you? I do have a disguise kit, yes. Okay, so we're gonna do a check with that because you you're you're looking around and you realize that anyone who actually looks like they belong here, like as far as like a student or a faculty, have very specific clothing on that has like markings of the school, maybe even potentially markings of like what their stature might be. You know, you're not familiar with what that hierarchy looks like or what those symbolism what that symbolism means like when you look at somebody, but you could just generally have a general idea of like where someone stands if based on even just their age, right? But you've, it's not necessarily something you should make an assumption about. But I mean, just some people carry themselves like faculty and some definitely are carrying themselves like students, but they all have very specific like clothing. It's like uniforms almost. I'm not trying to look like a student. I'm just trying to look like I don't incredibly stand out. Like I'm not looking for like a lavish purple cape. I'm just looking for something kind of generic okay. that I can so like clip not- over. So you're not trying to necessarily disguise yourself as a student. You're just trying nope, to... No, I'm just trying to keep my arms exposed while the rest of me is not. So okay, that's fine. I've got like yeah. whatever, like, you know, T-shirt thing I've got under my armor on plenty, and then a cloak on. Yes, plenty of um, fabrics and things like that among your disguise kit and, and whatnot to be able to fashion something quickly enough. I'm not even going to make a check for that. That's like... That's yeah, not even important. Point. I'm just throwing something over my shoulders. Um, yeah. Pull out my trusty dagger and... Uh, slice my own arm open not deeply not in a horrifying fashion but I, I a significant enough cut that i am bleeding and then i warp myself back to the infirmary floor 
You're a fucking genius. I love this. Okay. Um, yes. So you show up now onto the infirmary floor, bleeding from your arm. Like, what are you? Are you saying anything? Like, what's happening? So you enter back up. Now you're you have you have a bleeding wound. Like, I guess take like I don't know. We'll say do like roll your damage dice against yourself. Give yourself some actual damage to heal. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm assuming okay. I'm good with my knife and like, what's the minimum amount of damage yeah. I could give myself? Do your like, minimum damage. Yeah, there you go. Do your minimum damage. One d four plus you six. Have so so much, seven. Yeah. Seven damage. There you go. You have so much HP, right? So it doesn't even fucking matter. Seven, eight, seven HP is, is nothing at this I'm point. I'm just figuring I'm good enough with it's my knife that I'd be able to do that in a way that would, like, not actually be hitting anything dangerous, but, like, you know, Perfect. I'd be able to make myself yeah. bleed. So, yeah, I, I like, uh, go up to the first official-looking, like, Praline, I guess. That's kind of helping. I'm assuming that there's kind of an inflow of patience. Yeah, right. it's easy to so kind of I, tell like, where that is, right? And someone sees sees that, you know, they look at the wound, like, they, like one of the, just like one of the nurses or something like that, like one of the actual infirmary, like, personnel um, comes to, like, take a look at you. Uh, and they're like, okay, it's not super serious. Um, we're going to send you down to seven. Right now, we're just triaging the people who were injured on the 15th floor, sweetie. Um, so just going to, uh, here, I do. Can do you feel like you could take yourself to the seventh floor, or can you do? You, do you need some help? Do you need someone to, to to bring you there? I've actually been helping with the. Sorry, sorry, that wasn't Boris' voice. Could we like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've actually been helping up on the fifteenth floor with the investigation, and that's how I ended up getting hurt. I was in the kitchen there, so if oh, I you're could... not a student. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I didn't mean to call you, sweetie. I just I thought you were a student at the school. I. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people up here are students. I saw you were injured. I just I assumed I didn't mean to assume. Um, no, it's no yeah. problem at all. But they actually sent me to this floor. So while I was receiving treatment, I could maybe speak to some of the students to see if anybody knows what was happening. We're kind of hitting some dead ends up there. Roll me a deception. Right, because you weren't asked to actually come here and investigate. But. Thank God. Uh, wait, what do I? Deception, deception. Oh, that's only a plus six. Okay, 20. I nat 20'd. <laughs> but not, it's not going to go the way you, as poorly as you think. It's fine, we have a goldfish. She says, I'm sorry, I... I'm not sure if you were. I I, I don't believe. I, it's hard. I find it hard to believe that you were asked to investigate up here. I, I, I don't really mean to question your motives. I, I don't mean to throw any accusations. I just know that it's just right right now. I know it's only the prefects who've been assigned to any sort of investigation. I know, especially when it's injured students. Right, we would not bring in outside counsel so soon. Um, I appreciate you wanting to help, but if your wound is not serious, I'm going to have to ask you to move to the seventh floor. Do I stab myself? <laughs> you don't have the goldfish. That's true, I don't. Um <laughs> Boris, Boris is bleeding out exactly, of some weird hospital. This, this, this is exactly, exactly why. why she does not have the goldfish. I'm gonna take your decision here, whatever it is, and then we're gonna cut back to the other group. So what are, what is Boris doing now? You've been okay. instructed at this point. Your if your wound is not life threatening to please go to the seventh floor infirmary because they are overloaded here with people who need their attention. Uh, Bora says, I understand, and walks back towards 
the teleporters. Does the prefect watch her get into the teleporter, or does she go back yes. to the other task she's doing? She will watch you do it. Okay, Boris gets back into the teleporter and... Goes to... Goes to the... 10th floor to wait for five minutes. <laughs> okay. We're going to cut back to the Splash Lagoon, folks. I hope you've had enough time to think about what the Splash Lagoon <laughs> on the third floor of a magic school. Are you Wave looking at the for sure. looking at our research center? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's been some workshopping. Oh, oh my God. I, 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 I'm sorry. I actually was focused on Boris's situation. I did not that even sounds boring, Fran. Tell us what's have. there. God. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. 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 It is. <laughs> I, I love this so much. Thank you. Um, it what do is we everything see? You'd so you enter, obviously, right now you see a teleportation hub, but you see many, many students, faculty, and guests members of the general public walking around in here in, like, swimwear. Um, some of them are, like, you know, wearing towels or have, like, cloaks and stuff like that covering themselves up if they're not, like, actively running towards the gigantic, like, what, what you, where you the, an area where you can only hear the sounds of splashing, laughter, and joy. Uh... There is also what you could tell, um, you have this teleportation hub, but you can also see signs pointing to stairs that are directing you to, like, you know, the like out from both sides. It might be on the other side of this particular ring. So at this point now, you've reached maybe a floor that is accessible to the general public where teleportation is not required necessarily. Uh, as you, if you are moving away from the teleportation hub... Yeah, Pregnar is... Uh, Pregnar very much is. I, I guarantee Pregnar is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I know Pregnar. Pregnar hears splashing and he immediately uh, walks. Does not run because he is very familiar with safety and pool rules um, towards the splashing and uh, general place where people are congregating. So Pregnar, uh, in the center, it's the, at this point you guys are towards the base of the tower. So this is like a very wide section now of this massive tower. In the center is a huge, like, so aside from the ring where you're able to walk around, it's a much wider hall than like the halls lined with books and windows and stuff like that that you experience in the top floors, right? This is more, again, more of a public, it's like, like almost like, you know, just there's like seating and benches, like stone things, you know what I mean? Like all these like beautiful column work, you know, again, artistic things being put on display. This is again, a general public floor as well as place where people learn. Um, but there is a massive pool in the center. It is circular, but there are different structures that are built so as that there's actually multiple layers of pools and like waterfalls and fountains. There's synchronized swimming occurring in so many places. There's actually synchronized swimming classes for the general public being taught right here by faculty of the school. There are people diving off of like, you know, like these like, you know, like, like Casa Bonita, like the, like the, like the big waterfall, <laughs> you know, where they Casa jump Bonita. off. It's like, yeah, Casa Bonita. That's right. Uh, there's like, there's, there's, there's a whole, like, I mean, like water sports. There's like other like separate, like a kid's area where there's like, you know, like parents and their children like playing. 
Um, and, and there's even a section of this where it's like almost like an open air deck um, that extends out from the base of the tower. What of the slides? Oh, so many slides. There's sp- there's spiral slides. There's like a big area where there's like the there's the o- like there's the two slides. There's the open slides that have the water running down them that kind of bring you into like you know like you, you kind of land on your butt and you skid on your butt until you slow down. Fran, Fran, are there mm-hmm. are there magical fountains? There are. I, I, I mentioned fountains. There are many oh, okay. magical fountains. Yes. How magical? Fountains. How magical are the fountains, I- Fran? I mean, they're, like, making, like, all different kinds of intricate shapes. Like, stuff that Pregnart would just, like... They, they, you're getting so much inspiration of all the shapes and beautiful, like, geometric designs. And almost impossibly, like, geometric designs based on, like, how water is typically able to flow. Are, like, just being created all over the place. Like, as sort of, like, like both are just, like, floating in the air. Or, like, you know, there's, like, fountains coming out from some of the columns. Like, there's this water swirling around. It's just, it's just like, this... It's... It's almost impossible to describe how magical this place looks. Uh, Pregnart joins in on this uh, water magic gem session, and uh, oh yeah, you are starts, having an incredible yeah. time. He he's he's making different shapes, different patterns in the air. He somehow oh. makes uh, water plaid in the air. <laughs> and you can Who see members of the happened. general public. You can see members of the general public ooing and eyeing at the things that you're doing. Yeah, because like you know, Makes magic is a, he's is, awesome. magic is a yeah, magic is a spectacle, right? And the general public typically doesn't know how to or have access to be able to like do these types of things. So to them, it's you know obviously like just one of the coolest things ever to witness, right? Um, and these are like you know ways it's applied for like good things, you know. It's, so they're all like you know just loving the show that you're putting on with the water. Yeah, he makes uh like uh like a, a, a water animated uh, polka band wearing lederhosen and they're they're dancing and they're I don't think he can really uh, make the music part but you know it's uh, it's obviously supposed to be no but you can dance around them and make the a German sounds polka band your face like that <laughs> you know I'm sure that Pregnard <laughs> yeah. is making up his own sounds with that yeah he is Patrick yeah. can keep up with Pregnard he would try to play something for a backing presentation to draw even more people. How close are you trying to get? Because this man's deeply immersed in water and you're wearing all your clothes and all your equipment. Like, how far away is he in the pool? I mean, like, listen, the uh, the amount of time it takes Pregnard to go from next to you to yeah. doing whatever the fuck he wants to do is near instantaneous. <laughs> it's, like, it's like Boris. I, can, you know? I do have walking speed while I'm swimming as well. I can catapult feet. myself in a series of cartwheels and somersaults and flips like dashing <laughs> speed. <laughs> sure. Would you like to? I'd like to keep an eye on Pregnart. And yeah, if you I can keep an keep eye an, on him. If I can keep an eye on him, he's going to play music and try to synchronize with whatever Pregnart mm-hmm. is creating a polka you to, band, you know? For sure, for sure. But, like, how far in our, into the water are you, Pregnart? Like, are you swimming amongst, or are you, like, towards the edge? Where, I'm, like, towards the edge. Because, I'm, I'm okay, not, I actually, Pregnart is not even really immersed in the pool. He is dipping his feet in and sort of like gathering okay. up water then, from the edge of the pool. And then you have a beautiful performance happening between the two of you. It's just because the din in here is so loud, right? Because again, so many people are having fun. High vaulted walls, right? Like this beautiful canopy of like you can even see like some, you know, there's like you know just like natural like greenery growing, like vines and stuff like that. Like it just feels 
lush, beautiful, and magical here. This is um, obviously, you know, a way for them to show off, like, why magic would be beneficial to the general public. Are we, are the rest of us just kind of off to the side? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, Jarrell can't swim unless he takes his armor off, and it's very difficult for him to take his armor so, off by himself. After like a minute or so, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of look at Jarrell and say, "So, are we just leaving Boris? Like we're we're watching the water show. Are we just gonna leave Boris?" I was going Question. to ask Zero if he wanted to go back and check for her. I'm sure he can't swim. I have a question for Boris. Boris, based on the fact that you already knew how excited they were about Splash Lagoon, <laughs> do you make an attempt or does the thought even cross your mind to go look for them there or are you focused on your own shit right now? I just want to ask before we continue this nonsense on the third floor. Boris is focused on her own shit right now. If she thought about it at all, it would have been like, they probably went to the fucking water park and then like went back to what she was doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, just just, just checking. Just want to make sure, like, you know, if you're just going to show up here and be like, what the fuck, guys? You know, or if you're just going to continue to do like your thing. I may eventually, but I have not. Right now, Boris is focused on her mission of getting information. Okay. Okay. We'll cut back to you then for a second. What's your next move? Okay, so I've gone back to the 10th floor. I step off of the telepad. And right next to the telepad from my disguise kit, pull out a sewing needle and a thread and sew my own arm back together quickly. Ow, what? Okay. Do I Perfect. need to do a medicine check for that? Yes, you do. 100% yes. Oh, yes, that was a good roll. 21. Yeah, that, wow. You learned some shit on the streets before you were Baroness. I was just like grumbling and stitching my own arm closed, like cut the thread with my own teeth, stick the needle mm -hmm. back in my pocket, uh, put my armor back on. Still okay. grumbling away that, like, you know, I didn't get my, my sneaky way the entire time. Just being like, oh, goddamn, pre-land yeah. down the air. <laughs> I'm assuming this process of giving herself stitches and doing that takes, like, a you know, good, like, ten minutes or whatever, probably. Yeah, so we'll and... just resolve a few more things downstairs then. But I was just kind of, I just wanted to check back in, kind of see yeah. where your head was at, what you were doing before we continue the tomfoolery on the third floor. It's like literally I mean, right I mean next the... to the elevator, not caring how many other students are gaping at her. Like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the totally important information gathering and honestly, the great exposition I'm able to give about the city of Wool and its residents um, on the third floor. So. Third floor people. Splash the goon friends. Uh, Jarrell is like halfway out of his armor at this point and asking Quinn if he can help him get some of the other straps because it looks like uh, Pragnard's having so much fun. I love Are you asking me to help very you easily on your armor? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, can you can you get this? I can't get this one, Quinn. It, it's too hard to stretch back there. I mean, there's like there's like three uh, straps on his back that he can't quite reach. <laughs> I, I also enjoy the sort of stark and very dramatic sort of change in vibe from where Boris was, right. right, in the infirmary, where, like, you know, they are treating people after a incident that students were injured and hurt, right? And then on this floor, it's like, yippee, I 
everyone's having a great time and completely oblivious to what just happened and also that they're all going to die in three days. Yeah. <laughs> also picturing I mean, I, I, that all that Jarell is wearing under his armor is an old-timey bathing suit and nothing else right now. Like he's <laughs> prepped. And it, now, I, I feel like a few of you have mentioned that, right, where... Um, you know, I know Hoblet already had made that observation, too, of like, you know, it is kind of eerie that everything that you're seeing right now, like you're sort of watching like sort of these moments right in time, knowing that in a few days, all of this will be gone. Right. And it's kind of a bit of a I imagine I'm sure that that's still in the back of your minds. Right. That's kind of a sobering reality. Um. I'm just kind of curious if that, you know, is affecting you in this moment now, or if you're maybe just taking a moment to just try to add some lightness yeah. and brevity to uh, well, the I, situation. I was just about to say, like, I am irritated, to say the mm. least, right now. I am, okay. <laughs> like, Everybody magically forgot that this city literally blows up in three days, and we're like trying two and to, a half days now. Right, we're trying to do <laughs> shit, and <laughs> for those of you at home, Fran has switched his background to the doomed water park. <laughs> um, we should we should now refer to it as the doomed splash lagoon. <laughs> lagoon, doomed I, lagoon. Who like I talked to Jarrell and he jumped in the water. I I'm going back to ten. Like to find but like I if anybody you, walked with, I was gonna right, say you don't have the power to do that. Currently Zero does. Oh. Zero's the one who's able to take you guys from floor to floor. He was entrusted with I the, see. Uh, I might I might uh so I'll tap zero. Hey old friend. Yes. You want to try and complete this mission, maybe? Or should we go for a swim? Oh, no. <laughs> this just happens to be a place completely out of the way of the previous investigation that only somebody as immature as Boris would know to look for us at. <clears throat> Don't you think she would have shown by now? Yeah, probably. It's also entirely possible she's been here for like five minutes and is just like hiding behind something. Pickpocketing right. people. You're probably right. I mean, yeah. <sighs> All right. Do you want to disappoint the frog or shall I? Uh, you don't have a heart. You go for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay. God. My feet are going to warp so bad. You heard it here <laughs> first, folks. Hoblet does have a heart. <laughs> Even he I cannot mean, stand. Two sizes. He cannot bear to disappoint a pregnant, really just like a pig and shit, really in his own. <laughs> so it's, it's one thing if Zero would have been like, yeah, let's bounce on these guys. Because I could have done that. Because you'd Cause still right be happy. Whatever. Right. But taking away your joy is something that I struggle with, despite my rough exterior. I I can appreciate that. I really love the the character development we're getting yes. from the Splash Lagoon floor. I could have just left you here, though. Just remember that. Because <laughs> that was a choice. That was my first choice. 
Are you going to actually tell his character that when no, they when no. you re Okay, okay. No. No. That'll forever go down, but Okay. Uh 0. 0 has a potentially subversive idea. Uh-oh. T2 couldn't bear to completely disappoint uh Pregnart, but Oh, we'll see. <sighs> Sighs heavily muttering to himself about how his feet are going to swell for like three days after this. Oh, right, because your eye part made partially of wood. Yeah. Trudging I feel like he would have water. like the Warforged uh, version of like waterproof boots, though. I mean, at this point, yeah, I feel like Zero can weather. I mean, he's probably built to weather more than just like a few puddles. Oh, yeah, he's just being a big whiner about it. Ah, okay. Oh, okay, he's okay. Baby. Yeah. Walks out uh, to the water and seeing uh, Pregnart entirely in his element, presumes that maybe we can get something out of this. Okay. Uh, Hedrick, are you uh, still playing near Pregnart? Oh, yeah, I'm just keeping an eye on our little buddy, making sure Um, he doesn't get too far off. Yep, Zero slides up next to you. And in almost uncharacteristically decisive for him, his eyes still red. Hedrick, judgment call. Do you think you and Pregnart can find out any quality information here in this environment? Frankly, I'm not sure anybody of import has taken a time of leisure three days before the end of all things. So they don't know that it is. I'm sure somebody is up to something. Somebody knows more than what we need to, and they ain't sitting around here, uh, you know, working on their backflip. Fair enough. I suppose we need to collect him, don't we? Yep. Let's let's go for it. I'll uh, I'll back you up. And Zero wades out into the water. Pregnant. Yes. We should get you. I hate to be that robot, but (laughs) I think we need to be on our way. Pregnant. Bottom lip, a little quivering. Sheds uh, a single tear, which travels down and straight off of his face and into the uh, elephant doing a backflip that he's uh, forming in the air with the water and it uh, uh, it disperses the effect and he, he comes with you. I know, young amphibian. I know. Nothing gold can stay. <laughs> That's a frosty retort. <laughs> Wait. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a sad one. (laughs) Listen, if you're gonna if you're gonna do a Robert Frost reference in the podcast, there's gonna be a sad rim shot after a pun. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair, I can respect that. Okay. Well, sorry to cut a short, little guy. We got some business to attend to. Besides, we end up eating that goldfish. 
Oh, yeah. You can find yourself back here again. No, it's okay. I forgot that uh, this entire city is going to explode and everyone will die. We have more important things to do. You hear... Okay, ho, 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 Okay, you just said that out loud, right? You said the quiet part out loud? Uh-huh. Uh, a few people who are near <laughs> you and have been watching you <laughs> perform are like... What do you mean? The city is gonna be is not gonna be here in three days. What are you? What madness are you talking about? Uh, Zero immediate eyes glaze over and uh, has a silent and uh, stupid grin on his face. And now there's like whispers, kind of traveling amongst the crowd. Zero pipes up. Consider the source. It's a dancing frog. No need to panic, everybody! It's just a dancing frog! He doesn't know what he's talking about! Pregnard knows that he said the quiet part loud, and he still continues to silently, stupidly grin. <laughs> Trickle uh, put his arm around him and uh, usher, usher ourselves in the, in the exit. Hold on, I'm just writing something down. Just, just what I'm just noting down the whole Frog Stradamus potential plot line here. So, <laughs> uh, anywhozel, you've collected. Make sure that the rumors going around include his magnificent, full, lush beard. I'll th- I'll That's not it. made of moss. I'll consider it. <laughs> it's real frog hair. <laughs> real bona fide frog hair. Oh my god. Definitely not moss glued to his What face. are you doing with the frog? <laughs> <laughs> you have him under control now. Yes. Now where are you guys going? I think it's time to take our leave. Okay. What floor are you guys trying to go to? Well, I suppose Wait. what? Back to ten, right? Mm-hmm. Is Boris with us uh, again? No. I forget. No. No. Okay. But is um, possibly about to be? We'll see. Pregnard Are says, you... Can we try those stairs to go where we wanted to go before? I don't think those stairs go where we want to go, Pregnard. I think the only stairs I remember are the ones out of Dr. Hines's area. Everything else has been teleportation pads. There are stairs to get up here. It's I don't remember if Francis if there are stairs to go further up, but this is like because the general public can walk up here. They don't have to teleport here. Yeah, it's mostly stairs oh, yeah. for to access lower levels and for the general public to be able to access this place. Oh, are they? And then seemingly stairs from the twentieth <laughs> floor up to twenty-fifth uh, floor. Well, twenty-five yeah, up to Heinz's suite. Yeah. Um, so you go to ten. Though is, is what we're, we're agreeing on going. Is everybody? Yes, we're all going um, to the floor. Unless somebody else tells Zero otherwise, he will have ten firmly in his mind when he steps on the teleportation pad. And you are the last one to do them. That yes. All the time. Okay. You guys go to the 10th floor. Boris, do they find you on the 10th floor? Yes. Has uh, has it been more than those 10 minutes it took me to sew up my arm and put my jacket back on? we got a few more minutes to play with here, so would you have waited or would you have gone somewhere? 
No, she would have gone somewhere as soon as she was done getting dressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I figured. Yeah. Where are, you, where are you going? Back to floor 14. Okay. You guys arrive onto the 10th floor, and Boris is not there. You, I would like everyone who has arrived on the 10th floor to make a perception check, however. Hey, now 20. Jarrell, there's some blood on the floor. Oh, Jarrell, there's a hole in the wall. <laughs> there are some drops of blood on the floor near one of the teleportation circle, like, pads. Okay. Um, it, that, that's the only place I can see the blood, though? Yes. Um, you, you can also see a few, what it looks like, almost pieces of, like, medical string. Not uh, medical like string because I used my disguise kit. Oh, so like so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like of like of like yeah, of like like thread, like 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 a like spool of thread, but like just like tiny little cuts of it near on the floor near the dried blood. Uh, Jarrell will just kind of call out, Boris. Are you are you around here anywhere? Obviously, she doesn't respond. So he he called. Well, he called out for Boris, and nothing happened. Correct. Um. How would Hoblet try to disguise his voice? I don't think you can do a very good Boris impersonation. Well, did someone okay. did someone drop this gold? Oh, oh that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Um, obviously, Boris, you're not here to hear it. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. She's not here. Well, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, well, yeah. We'll let you pause on that. So, Nicole, you are sorry, Nicole. Boris, you are finally back again on the 14th floor. Now, are you wearing, you're wearing essentially your armor again, mm-hmm. right? You've gone back up again. Triage situation is happening. Like people still just as chaotic as it was before. It's like getting real Grey's Anatomy up in here. Um, and you mentioned before that there was nothing to really hide behind, but uh, Boris is going to try to, like, stealth herself, like, into the crowd under a gurney, whatever she needs to, like, she's just going to try to, like, Laura Croft herself towards where she thinks the, like, hospital beds are somehow. I was going to say, yeah, like, what, what is your intended destination, I guess? Um, uh, my intended be... destination is, like, where it looks like the patients are, like, I guess not like the... Not where it looks like they're sending people that are currently like, you know, like a recovery blood, room. but like, yes, yes. If I can see like a recovery room or maybe like a, you know, moderately serious injury bay or something along that lines, like somewhere where I'd be able to talk to people where there doesn't look like there's like any sort of, you know, leadership around. Okay, we're going to do now. Obviously, I know that Boris is insanely good at being stealthy. Mm hmm. But we are going to add a level of difficulty to this because As we should. there's there's magic here, too. It's not just like you're not just relying on the simple eyes of normal folk. There are powerful people here who may you know possess sight beyond sight. So we're going to have to do a series of stealth rolls, but the difficulty is going to be significantly higher than um, what, you know, a typical, like, just pretty much auto succeed would be for you, because right, because like the, the, the lowest that you could ever possibly roll on stealth is twenty three. Am I correct? 
on stealth, uh, 25 now. 25, okay, right. Yeah. So, I mean, very hard for you to be detected by normal means by regular folk. But um, you've seen that these prefects and the people who, you know, patrol the halls and whatnot and the investigators that are part of this school do possess some significant magical abilities. So they are whose gaze you are trying to avert. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to start with a single stealth roll to kind of get you so, get yourself onto something mobile, maybe, or just kind of see what you're able to find for yourself. Okay. It's not a bad start. Uh, 31. 31 is good. We'll take a 31 at the start. We're going to probably start progressively increasing difficulty the further in you get. Um, you've, you managed to find yourself on a... It's not a gurney, because you've noticed that, again, these like the stretchers that they're carrying people are unmanned and floating. However, there are like carts of like equipment being pushed around by by folks, and you're able to kind of like sneak yourself onto like the bottom shelf of one that has a cloth over it. Um, and are kind of being pushed through the hall. You know, you're going to have to kind of, because of the fact that there's a cloth over you, you, it's hard to see out from where you are. You're kind of relying on hearing now, unless you were to poke your head up or lift up like one of the sides to see out from where you are. No, I'm mostly listening. I guess maybe occasionally kind of trying to like peek when I can, but not, I mean, mostly trying to sneak at this point. Okay. Um, noisy. I mean, you know, some people, you can hear people like crying out in pain. You can hear other people just like, you know, like asking if like some of their friends are okay. You know, there's just a whole bunch of stuff. You can hear like the groans of you and like, you know, faculty and stuff like that. Um, and you, but there's, there's uh, at one point, I guess, make me a perception check. We'll do another check here. 23. Okay. It's enough to see that as you know, kind of you're passing, you're kind of only just looking at people's feet, but you could see sort of what would appear to be the feet and like the bottoms of the robes of, of, of a group of prefects huddled around a particular room as you are pushed by it. And then eventually the car comes to a stop about 30 feet away from there. Um, and you can hear people like starting to put stuff on top of it. Like, you know, this, this, you're, people are going to start probably accessing all the shelves in this soon. You got to get out of here. Okay, what else can I see besides, so there's like a room with all of the prefects around it, but like, is there anything else nearby or any other rooms that aren't populated or anything that I could maybe like roll off the card to There are, well, you're gonna have to, so pull up the side and let me see. Yeah, pull it up like a little bit to like look under. One of the prefects sees you lift the side of the cloth. They're like, hey, check that. And one of them, you know, kind of like, you know, a couple of them kind of scramble over and lift it up and they see you under there. They're like, like, they they, are kind of surprised to see like a a kid like hiding under here. Like, and they, they, you know, you can see them kind of reaching for their, their, their wands and they're, they say, are you a student? You don't look like a student. Identify yourself. I make a dash for the room. Um, okay. I need you to make me a constitution saving throw, please. Constitution? Well, man, I don't have any bonuses that I get. 
That do I? Nope. 14. 14. You are paralyzed. As one of the prefects in the air. A spell. Yep. <laughs> the other one, like, picks you up and they, okay, well, we're gonna, we'll, we'll figure out what you're doing here. If you're gonna, if you're not gonna tell us, we'll, we'll get answers one way or another. If you mean to harm us, know that you stepped into the wrong place, thief. I'm paralyzed, so I can't speak, right? You can, you can, like, you know, just, you could probably try to make sounds, but you just, like, try to do that without moving your jaw at all or anything. You're wasting time. I'm just trying to save you. Uh huh. We'll we'll see about that. As you are being carried away, the room that they were huddled around, you can see inside. It's almost like you know, there's like some glass, like kind of, in, in like a door that's sort of blocking it, but you can kind of view in from the outside. Ebenezer is in there, and he seems to be, like, caressing the head of uh, what appears to be like a teenage kid. I guessed it. <laughs> who's been who's been burned. But you can't hear what they're talking about because they're in the room closed and the prefects are actually guarding the door. But you are carried off into a teleporter. Tenth floor, friends. What are we doing? Still standing around, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Whole lot of nothing. Is there a floor for, like, um, administration? Like, what kind of administration? Well, I mean, like, besides having floors set up by School of Magic for teaching directors, is, is there, like, a... There seems to be administrative people on each floor, like, some specific to the schools, like, you know, that are being taught there, like, you know, but there's, like, counselors. And, yeah, okay. there's all types of administrations. You mean, like, you gotta be able to just like, tell me, like, what person specifically are you looking for well i guess someone of faculty that has like directives like i mean in that sense we're trying to at least see who's in charge of what things at what time we know that you know somebody at this point the cafeteria <laughs> had a mishap and we don't even know who that person was or why it happened so trying to figure out who's in charge and trying to at least get names i will I, I understand your your direction there. I'm going to remind you that you are guests here. Mm -hmm. And they seem to be, again, they have their own internal affairs situation that seems to handle this stuff. So you're going to also have to, just adding a layer to this, right, convince them, right, that, right. like, like, you, this stranger, is now suddenly going to help them figure everything out. Like, you guys know why you're here and what you're trying to do. No one else has even any inkling of what your motivations are. Besides that you are guests of Dr. Heinz. So, like, I just, I, I want to make sure that, like, you know, like, no one is, no one at this school is already expecting to be like, okay, cool. Like, they're here to help and just do whatever we need them to do. And they're like adventurers and we're just going to, no, like, they got their own shit on lockdown here. This is its own little thing going on. You guys are the sort of third party all of it so you have to like if you if you want to try to like, get on the inside and get information like there's going to be some you're going to have to think about how to persuade people to divulge that to essentially a total stranger you've already seen how you've been treated by some of the people here you know and what they are are and aren't willing to concede so i, I guess i just was i say don't walk into everything 
expecting that people are just going to be like, yeah, sick. Let's work together because we know you're the heroes. You're, you're, like, you're outside of your time. You know what I mean? Right. right. They don't know who we are. Just out of you're observation, out of like, are we seeing anybody who holds some faculty and some importance, like, concerned at all on this floor? On the 10th floor? Yeah. I mean, you know, chances are it's possible, right? So go ahead and roll me a perception check. Maybe just see if, like, how good you're at reading, you know, faces. Reading a crowd, right? Hedger likes to read the room a lot. Yeah, it's a 19 plus uh, 2. Okay. 21. You know, if you, you know, as people are kind of coming and going from different floors, like, yeah, there's a few people who maybe look like a little, a little worried, but like they seem to have kind of come and gone to like either other, um, like you're either meeting with other people and transporting them, transporting them to yet another floor or like going into offices and whatnot. Like no one's, no one's really stopping to chat about that stuff out here. Those are conversations that might be happening behind closed doors, at least at this time, but it's probably not going to be long before the whole fucking school is talking about it because there's no way that this kind of incident doesn't start to spread quickly. It's just only been, like, maybe at this point now, what, 30 minutes since it's all happened? Mm -hmm. Maybe an hour? And we really only came to this floor because there was a cafeteria on it. And you wanted to just get some information. Right. A lot of stuff happens at the school. It's a lot of, there's a lot of places and a lot of things. You know what I mean? So it's, mm -hmm. it's, I appreciate like what we're doing here, but yeah, it's like, we gotta make sure we're knocking on the right doors. You know, there's a lot to experience because I'm going to try to come up with, even, even if it's not something I came up with or something that I thought about, I'm going to try to give you information because like, there's a lot to expose here. There's a lot happening, a lot of life going on. In, in this place. And this is just one area of the massive city of Ul. You're still just in the school. Yeah, slash like magic, like scent, like hub. Zero is off to the side and intentionally quiet for the moment. His eyes are silver right now, but he's not really engaging with anyone. But you guys aren't moving immediately somewhere, right? You're kind of just kind of sitting there mulling over, trying to figure out exactly maybe like where okay what to do like boris is in here like obviously you guys aren't trying to go too far without her yeah mm -hmm. um okay we're gonna cut to boris for a second though so we can resolve more of what's happening with her as you guys are kind of like shit now what do we do um boris you're you're transported to a floor that you're not you're not sure about you are brought to a small room just like a desk whatever you're still paralyzed um, and they kind of sit you down though and you can see that like they kind of wave their wand to kind of like let you bend your knees and put you into a sitting position and then they unparalyze your face with their wands so that you could speak right why are you here what were you doing sneaking around in the infirmary I was trying to figure out who it was that was cooking earlier and you guys wouldn't answer me so I figured the easiest way was just to check it myself because that was going to be faster which and I see now it's not so you mean to tell me you were these prefects you don't recognize they have no idea who you are right um, you mean to tell me that you were trying to first of all you have information about an incident that happened at school and this is already more than a, a, a stranger should know. We have this under control. Thank you. 
if we need your help investigating this matter, if we want to hire a private investigator, then we will come when we need to. But you poke, you, a stranger poking around, who, how did you get in here, by the way? How did you even make it to the floor? My magic. Okay, now you're, so you're a liar too. Um, then you can see another, you know, they, they cast another spell and they're like, okay, so to, to try to like, you can see almost like surveying, they're like, uh, sir, I can't see what's in her pockets. Yeah, uh, I believe, you know, it believes to be magical. Uh, because they're looking for maybe like, you know, like what, like what you got on you, if you have any weapons, this and that, right? But everything's inside your magic fucking bag of holding armor piece, right? Um, and they continue and they're like, so you come in here wearing, well, looking like a thief, wearing an undetect, with an undetectable inventory. Very clever, by the way. Do you mean to steal from us? What are you trying to get? Why are you trying to gain information on our students? Hmm? I'm trying to help with the incident upstairs. You can check with the other Preylands, although they weren't very happy. Preylands. Wait, not Preylands. Prefects. Prefects. There we go. <laughs> you can check with the other prefects upstairs. Um, not that or downstairs. I don't really know where we are right now. Either way, I was in there helping. They were taking too long to answer questions. I've been sent by Dr. Hines. The rest of my group is around here. He's a goldfish right now, but you can still ask him if you want to. I really don't have time for this and I need to kind of get back to what I was doing. They just kind of like look at each other. Confused for a moment. They're like, did you come here with anyone else? You said you, you make it seem like you were not acting alone. Yes, absolutely not. Dr. Hines sent a group of us. He's up there right now. You can ask him if you speak goldfish. Wait, where are the remainder of the people that you were traveling with? I have absolutely no idea. They couldn't get to the right floor. Call it a search! They all yell. And that's what we're going to call this episode of the Hapless Heroes Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, who's got the goldfish? Day one. We're still on day one. Yep. This is going to be a uh, long story arc. I love this. Oh, I love. <laughs> I knew I was going to be able to milk a lot from this. I didn't realize just how much I could get because of how easily y'all could fuck this up for yourselves by just acting like your king shits in a world that were the heroes of Telduria half most Don't most exist. of them have not even been born yet yep love it love it <laughs> anyways if you like us you can find us on the internet we're on such places as twitter and instagram uh just look for at hapless heroes you can look at facebook and reddit just look for hapless heroes podcast those places really though will point you to the crown jewel of our internet presence our discord server where you can interact with us we're always hanging out in there chatting with our audience there's also just a great community there of you know a bunch of us nerds and other like-minded folk just talking about D&D, talking about well, i don't know whatever the topic of the day happens to be whenever someone strikes up a conversation in there we encourage you to do that we encourage you to come in and introduce yourself and let's just talk about some stuff it's pretty awesome um really like us though you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice 
Uh, and if your podcast service doesn't accept reviews, we also have a channel in said Discord server where you can say some nice things about us. And then we'll say some nice things right back to you here on the air. So again, we encourage you to do that as well. But if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Heroes. Whole bunch of different rewards on there. Um, you're, you're helping us keep the lights on. You're helping us keep this podcast running, keeping it ad-free. We really just cannot thank you enough for all of your support over the years. And, you know, it all goes to a good use. It's just, wow. Thank you for, thank you all. But seriously, if someone owns a company and they want to pay us for ads, we are whores. So, <laughs> I'm not. I'm very picky about that shit. I could be. Yeah, we, I, I will hold the yeah. line. We're fending off a line. lot of offers. Lot, lots no. of people <laughs> chomping at the bit to advertise no. with us. No, but maybe one day or never. Yeah. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal. Send an invitation to William F. Podcastington. That's right. The inventor of podcasts. It was not Conan O'Brien. And uh, invite uh, uh, Lord or Sir Lord William F. Podcastington to uh, Madame Tussauds uh, Wax uh, Museum. And uh, uh, before uh, they get there... uh, dress up as uh david bowie and also bring a portable uh pocket hair dryer and go to the uh david bowie wax sculpture and melt it down with that bad boy and uh stand in its place uh very still uh just throw the hair dryer wherever you don't want to get that anywhere near any of the other uh wax uh, sculptures and when uh william f um podcasting tin enters the the david bowie room uh sing uh, hapless heroes related uh, David Bowie parody songs to him. That was doable. That was doable. No idea what the fuck that was. (laughs) There's a lot of things to a lot of people. None of those people were us. What happened to you? (laughs) (laughs) What did what did uh, was it Reinhardt? What did Reinhardt ever do to you? You're gonna make him <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> that's not even one of the worst ones. No, <laughs> no, it really is. No, it really is not. Uh, okay, well, uh, I guess nothing left for me to do besides outro my cast and friends for you. Uh, to my right, we have James playing Hoblet the Smasher. Oh, this won't be good. Nicole as Boris the Detained. Get me out of here. Zach as Pregnart. A goodbye. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. All my coins are still here. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. Mm, I think this is taking too long. John as Lord Jarrell the Light. Until next time. And Dave as Zero, Phelan's Avatar of War. Oh, g- good evening, everyone. And I'm Francesco, and I've been your host in DM, and we will see you next week as this adventure continues. Will we even make it to day two? Will we? Bye-bye now. Will we or Bye. won't we? Bye. 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 Bye.